I'm trying to do our theme song. Oh, 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 is that what that was? Yeah, welcome to Legendary, guys. We're trying to do the theme song. I, the, the, well, because we have the song on the podcast. Do we need Nailed it. Got it. Nailed it, I think. I, feel I don't good. even think I need to put it. I don't think I need to put that in at the beginning of the podcast. Honestly, anymore. I think people would rather hear what I just did. You think so? Do we need to put a, uh, do we need to come up with a, like a legit legendary theme song? Oh, I think we do. One? We need to, we need to commission a legendary Jack song. Jack Black. We need to commission Jack, Jack Black, Black to write legendary okay. song. Yeah, he could do it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys didn't come here to listen to us talk about our theme song. They came to oh. listen to a podcast, so we should probably talk about that. Oh, good call. Guys, good call. <laughs> man, we're we're so pumped. We've got an awesome guest today, and uh, yes, man, what a what a what an amazing time sitting down with the top of our leadership chain, Greg Mundus, the big shark. Wait, the big he's shark. Not the well, top, no, though. that's Doug, not a good Doug Clay. I don't know what you're about to call him. Doug Clay might be the world top. Missions. Within World Missions, he's it. He's our executive director. Greg Mundus, we got to sit down with him. Yes. And we were fortunate enough to spend about an hour with him. And man, just really, really great things that came in that conversation. Yeah. yeah I'm really excited for everybody to hear this podcast. I feel like I know him better. I know his heart better. And some of the some of the things that he really that he shared, I think, are going to be absolutely encouraging and key for people in longevity of ministry and and will be impactful in their everyday lives. So it's it's great. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's really great for these guys to 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 get in on the conversation and and it felt like, you know, we had some really good moments where I was I wanted to write something down. I really did wasn't in the position to to take notes, but I was like, oh, that's good. I need to I need to expound upon that, you know, and and ask God to to really open that up in my heart. But it was it was fantastic. We and we really hope that uh you guys get something from it. We hope you feel more yes. connected to our leadership as well. Absolutely. And to really uh to feel the heartbeat of like what God is speaking to them and and for our organization. Mm-hmm. Overall, I took away just that we got to stick together as guys. We got to be connected. And yes. um, there's a lot. We need lot, each other. There's so much we can learn from each other. And every single guy that we talk to, every guest that we have, I'm, I'm learning more and more just as sitting down and talking and seeing other guys' points of view. And It's like upgrading your armor or upgrading your weapons. Yes. What level yeah. are we at right now? Bro, I think we must be at like level... 77 after this podcast. Oh, you shot low. I was going to shoot really high. You 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 went well, real low. Well, this game this no this game maxes out at like level 65, but okay. level above above that is like just like oh, bonus stuff. Okay, you're overpowered then. Yes. You're overpowered. Yes. So, you can't sustain that, bro. You need to bring it back down. Overpowered. You need to <laughs> overpowered. Guys, we hope you enjoy episode number 6 with Greg Mundus. We know it's going to be a blessing to you and here it is. Enjoy. What has this been like? This, I mean, did you ever imagine in the beginning that you would be sitting in the main office of the Assemblies of God in this position? Well, uh, I could imagine sitting in the main office because I was a janitor there in 1972 and 73. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and uh, I used to sit in uh, Brother Zimmerman's chair, Brother Carlson's chair. <laughs> you just sat in all the I chairs. Cl- wow. <laughs> yeah, I just sat in all the chairs and and uh, yeah, so uh, I sat in those chairs. Fortunately, I didn't have to make any decisions. Um, no, I had absolutely uh, zero idea uh, about this. Uh, I was a student at Central Bible College at that time and uh, was just trying to earn enough money to pay my bills, right? And I was married and we were trying to earn enough money. My wife was enrolled at uh, Missouri State University, and we were just trying to get food on the table and pay our bills. And so, no, uh, it was a job offer that I worked on, the, we, uh, the potty crew. <laughs> 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 and uh, 
Actually, it was it was a great job because I got to go around the whole building, right? You know, you weren't just confined right. to one floor. So uh, I really, I really right. loved it a lot. And so, no, I had absolutely no idea, Jonathan uh, or Sam. I just, uh, you know, you take, I think all of us just take one step at a time uh, in our faith walk, right? And And that was one step there. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Greg, you mentioned you were sitting in each of these guys' chairs. Now, are you talking about the throne in the restroom, or were you talking? <laughs> well, I'm let's sorry, put it I this way. It. I think I've sat everywhere you can in this building. <laughs> if there's a chair, Greg Mundus is going to sit there. I've sat in that chair <laughs> or on that lid. <laughs> Remember that, guys. Remember that. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, as we were starting to prep for this this show and and thinking about sitting down to talk with you, one of the things that I was really struck with and just and just thinking about you and I and I realized that a lot of our missionaries kind of know you from afar. They 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 there's so many of us and so we don't all, always have the chance to personally connect, but one thing I have so appreciated about you and admired about you and looking even back to the, our most recent connection at Together uh, when, when we got to sit and, and hear you speak and, and really hear your heart is your in, incredible humility that you display when, when you're talking and, and when you speak. It's, it's obvious that you carry a great sense of humility uh, about you. And, and I've, I've admired that because I look at it and I see myself too of, of recognizing how God puts me in positions, but also seeing the vast amount of shortcomings that I have uh, in ministry. Where, where does that come from for you? Because I, I sense that's been a, like a thing with you and God. Uh, you know, it was, uh, it was interesting. Uh, I served on the committee, uh, the executive committee, as a regional director for 13 years with my colleagues. And in 2011, when I was uh, elected to this position in August, my wife and I, Sandy, took some vacation time right after general council, and then we came back for September. And like four or five times a year, we have in our, uh, our calendar as the executive committee where we get together for a day or two or three days. We call it special executive committee. And in that special executive mm-hmm. committee, uh, uh, Brother Bueno was leading it, and uh, he led it for the first day. And then he says, okay, Greg, you're on. And <laughs> so I was up the second day, right? And, uh, and some of the guys were asking me, they said, well, if there's anything that we can, uh, if there are three things that we can pray for, what would they be? Mm-hmm. And so uh, the three things that were on my heart were number one, wisdom. I mm-hmm. kind of felt like Solomon, you know. Uh, sure. Lord, I'm, you know, help me. Discernment, discernment, right. because. Uh, you have to look just beyond the surface of so many things in, into the heart or mm-hmm. into a situation. And the third thing was humility. And uh, then Ron Maddox, and I'm sure a lot of the, a lot of the guys listening know Ron Maddox. He's, he's so quick with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, he responded very quickly, just like this. And he said, God will take care of the first two. We'll take care of the third one. <laughs> <laughs> And the whole committee has kept their promise. Uh, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but but uh, in addition to that, and sincerely, uh, I come from a background where uh, mom and dad uh, both were divorced and remarried three different times. I grew up in a trailer that was 15 mm. feet long, had mm. an outdoor toilet. They were not saved, uh, didn't know anything about Christ. Um, wow. mom, mom came to know the Lord uh, as a you know, as uh, like maybe 40, 40 some years old and uh, brought Jesus into a home, our home. My dad had built, uh, started building a house and built uh, like a, an entrance from the trailer into one room of the house. He built a living room. And, uh, and uh, I remember all those things. And I remember mom coming home with Jesus, my dad being madder and a hornet, my two half sisters that were living with us thinking, what kind of fad is this? And, um, wow. And mom just coming home, and uh, I remember those things. I remember being called into ministry uh, at the altar when I was 19 years old, and after being enrolled at Youngstown State University. And this is the whole humility thing. And 
I mean, if I think I'm humble, right. I don't know how humble I really am, you know. Sure, but, uh, sure. But uh, just the magnificence of God just choosing a person at the altar. And then um, at CBC, uh, you know, just going through, I didn't, honest to Pete, I didn't even know what the Assemblies of God was. I was at CBC three years, didn't really realize it. Interned mm-hmm. at Central Assembly of God in the city with Pastor Phil Wanamaker. He poured into my life. I got started uh, in ministry in Lima, Ohio, was a janitor and did youth ministry. And it was just the norm. It was just the norm. And then God spoke to my heart at uh, when Pastor Wanamaker called us back to be a youth pastor, and it was our third year of a four-year stint there. And, and just the majesty of God uh, talking to me and, and caring about me, and, mm-hmm. um, and that's about us. You know, it's not just about me, but yeah. the question was there. I guess the bigness of God, the greatness of God, the awesomeness of God, the fact that he communicates to us, yeah. that he takes the time, that I can pray, that he's there all the time, and um, that he, that he yeah. puts his hand on our lives. And, you know, all of us have this incredible story of where we've been and, and the reasons why we shouldn't be where we are. Right. And how, right. Can you, how, can you not, how can you not bow under that and say, God, I'm just yeah. mm. thankful and humbled to be Wherever you assign me, it's not about position; it's about assignment. Yeah, and yeah. I and and if if we can if we can grasp that, it's not about position; it's about mm-hmm. assignment. If God has assigned you, you have gifts, you have talents, you have passion, yeah. you have things that you bring to the table nobody else can really bring. Yeah, right. And He puts you there for that time in that season. So, Amen. Sorry, that Amen. was a long soliloquy there. Sorry no, that's that. good. That's good. I love that. I love. Oh, that. it's so um, good. It's not position; it's assignment. One thing that has continually been in our conversations, you know, is promotion comes from God. And, and yes. every time that we experience any sort of promotion, there is, I think if your heart is in the right place, there is a, a, a sort of a seeking that happens in you to make sure that am I still, even though, even if I'm to, uh, even if man were to recognize me in some, in some fashion, God, am, am I still staying that same uh, humble guy inside and and not you know buying into that and that's one thing that's come up in yeah. the podcast too of not buying into our own hype and especially for you I can see where that's like you you've not bought into that like you know it's like you you still re- see yourself as who you are and 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 recognize that there's a journey that you're you're on yeah and what I love about what I just heard Greg is really what I heard is for you, it's not, this is something that you'd strived for. This is simply a matter of obedience. This is simply a matter of obeying your mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, that this is the opportunity He's given you, and you're being obedient in that. And and guys, I love the simplicity of that, because we're called to obey. We're called to obey. And when we just walk in that obedience, it takes the pressure off us. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's kind of like we, we started off with, our, our walk of faith is one step at a time, right? And yeah. when yeah. when And and the fact of the matter is, for all of us guys, or it's it's a faith and it's obedience. Uh, you think I think you really yeah. hit the nail on the head there. I mean, if you can't obey God in the small things, how can He give you the opportunity to obey Him in larger yeah. things? Right? And yeah. it's That's it's awesome. that that walk of obedience of learning to obey, even like when we don't understand, we can't yeah. comprehend. We see, you know. We, there's so much in our lives we don't control, mm-hmm. you know? We, we just mm-hmm. don't control. And Which is, guys, we have a problem with that, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because absolutely. we're, you know, like we're fixers. Uh, we're, we want to solve right. problems, you know? Yep. And then you, you come to realization that, uh, that you can't do everything, but you can lean on someone right. that can, and that's our Father. Yeah, uh, and yeah. Uh, that, Amen. That brings that's that's really cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to shift gears just a little bit. I've got a question I want to ask you, but I kind of want to set the stage for you first, Greg. Uh, this podcast, this is the legendary men's podcast for AP. So, kind of the the vision behind this is this is designed to be a lifeline to men when they feel isolated. This is designed to be a kick in the pants for guys when they feel like maybe they're being complacent in certain areas or need to put check and balance in certain areas. It's, it's designed to be 
that conversation for guys that brings us together, that makes us feel apart and helps us strive for something more. And with that in mind, my question to you is if you could send a personalized letter right now to every man missionary and you knew that they would read it and you knew that they would actually act on it, you know, uh, what what would you put in it? What would be some of the top things that you would put in that letter? Well, that's a good question, Sam. Um, you know, right off the top of my head, it kind of almost is worthy of some reflection. But if I could write a, a a letter to every man, I would say that, number one, learn, relearn, surrender, and abandonment to God. Mm. And don't don't become... Don't become calloused or hard by circumstances or by institutions or by people, mm. but just drop that and just just surrender again and abandon yourself to, to God. Second, I think that one of the most powerful instruments we have as men, and this would go for the body of Christ as well, but a powerful instrument that can keep us on the right track is forgiveness. Mm. To be able to, to, when people put you down or make fun of you or uh, you don't, you know, you're hurt or somebody says words that, uh, that are stinging and yeah. maybe they don't even know it, but you feel it. Mm-hmm. And to be able to, to forgive is a powerful tool, a powerful instrument, so that no bitterness can get caught in your spirit. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we can can get, you know, in the far corners of the world where you guys are, you know, you're far away uh, from from life here in the United States. You're far away from the culture that has got, you're far away from the national office. You're far away from your accountants and and shipping people. You can get a little cynical. It just happens, and uh, what happens is that just kind of rotates and builds upon itself, and you can you can get into an attitude, and and uh, forgiveness can 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 disarm that, and so Mm -hmm. I would say that, and and then the third thing is is if you're single, enjoy God's calling on your life, enjoy the fact that you get to serve Him with your whole heart, your whole time. If you're married, love your wife. Mm. Uh, Sandy and I will be married 49 years in June. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, love your wife. She is a gift of God to you. And, you know, you've, you've crossed cultures when you married, you know, when you married. <laughs> that was our first culture shock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got to con- you got to contextualize your message. <laughs> you got to learn the language. You know, you got to do yes. all these things. Yes. And guess what? After 48 years, I'm still learning. Yeah. Honest to Pete, I, I think, dear God, you know, I should have learned this lesson years ago. But, you know, something can happen and you're going, what in the world? Why am I reacting like this? Right. So learn to love your wife. Love, Scripture says, covers a multitude of sins. So if there are three things that I could just share real quick, it's about, it would be about those things. That's awesome. Early on in, in missions, unfortunately, at times we, we do come in contact with missionaries that have grown cynical. And so I, you know, and I feel like on the mission field, we're in such dark places, we're in such bleak circumstances that often the enemy is wanting us to, to grow cynical. The enemy wants us to grow hardened yeah. to the possibilities that God could have in a place so desolate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it it becomes very difficult for us to see what isn't there. And when you're living it day in and day out, and I don't know what your experience was like on the mission field in that sense. So there's there we can get cynicism just from the circumstances themselves that we're faced with every day and that we see. When I walk the streets of Tokyo, I, I'm just blown away. And that was probably one of the first experiences I had when I got here was I'm crazy if I think I'm going to make a difference in these millions of people that I'm that are passing me right now on the street and the overwhelming weight of the task was crushing and we have to guard ourselves against 
that cynicism of creeping in, of thinking that it's, that it's impossible. And we have to guard ourselves against other people too, who would also influence us to think that it's impossible and encourage yeah. each other to say, to, to, to refine that sense of possibility, um, to reground ourselves in, in the root of, of the miraculous God to say that this is, this is something, yes, circumstances are one thing, but my God is another. And, and that has been a choice. Uh, I know for our, for our family and for our ministry, did you feel like that on the mission field? Did you feel that kind of like hopelessness try to creep in at, at times? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess, you know, of course my experience was in Europe. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Like you're both serve on an island. Uh, you know, I was in a landlocked country. Okay. Yeah. And, and sometimes I, I felt landlocked. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I, I do think that the enemy wants to shrink your vision and your passion. Mm-hmm. He, yes. he wants to put borders around it and mm-hmm. he will use, and I think uh, the, we'll all take this in context. He would, he would want to use, whether it be uh, religion or mm-hmm. whether it be secularism mm-hmm. or doubting Thomases mm-hmm. or the national church that have struggled and struggled and struggled and not really seen what they wanted to see mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, all these different things. I think, I, I think you're right. And I think that what we have to guard ourselves against is, is this idea of this crushing thing that you said. I think what it should do to us, and there's nothing wrong with being crushed by the Spirit of God, by the way. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that keeps us humble. Amen. I think yeah, the, absolutely. the enormity of the task and the, the command of our Lord should keep us extremely humble and on our knees. But we have to remind ourselves of those things because we get caught up in everyday life. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I got I may have to go pick up my kids, or I've got to get to a national church meeting, or you know, whatever, right. whatever's right. going on. You're just caught up, and I got to fill out my quarterly report. By the way, we're working on those and SDRs to make them all paperless. <laughs> uh, praise God. Praise God. Uh, yeah, praise hands God. raised. Hallelujah. <laughs> the choirs are singing. Uh, <laughs> the choirs are singing. Yes. And uh, we're hoped to have them beta tested this year. Sorry to have that little parenthesis. Ooh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, that's but uh, yeah, we're working hard at that. Um, anyhow, I think that if we if we can keep keep that sense of s- the sovereignty and the autonomy and the presence of God in our life, mm-hmm. you know, Mark Buntane, that name should be familiar with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, would just, I mean, he'd be in the car, he'd be in uh, a, a restaurant. And you could hear him praying in tongues underneath his breath. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not advocating for that. I'm just saying that he wanted a sense of the presence of God all the time in his life. Mm. Wow. And he, he consciously, awesome. he consciously was doing something about it. Mm. And I think yeah. whatever that instrument is for us is individually yeah. as men, I think we need to find that and remind ourselves constantly that you know, we are God's anointed, we are God's called, yeah. we are on his assignment. These things will crush in around us, but we're doing yeah. what God wants us to do. And and Greg, I hear you talking about just having this sense of God's presence. And I want to go back just a little bit to something you said earlier, because we kind of skipped over it, but I feel like the Holy Spirit's really prompted me that this is significant, and I want you to speak to it. When we talked about what what would you put in the letter to the men, one of the first things you said is allowing yourself to have that just to serve God with abandonment. I'm not sure if that was the exact word you used, but but to have that sense of awe of God intact in your life still is what I took away from it. And can you talk about that a little bit more? Yeah. What you meant by that and and how you did that? Yeah, that's uh Jesus has done so much for me. Amen. And uh I think Jonathan you said or Sam I can't remember. You know, sometimes we just we look in the mirror and we look at ourselves and we see, you know, this vessel, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and it's not gold and silver <laughs> or bronze, but it's, <laughs> you know, you look at yourself and you see like wood chips and 
plasterboard. And, mm. Yeah. And uh, yeah. You see, you see what God has given to you. I mean, when one of the greatest joys of my life uh, was to be called by God to be a missionary and to fulfill that call. When I was in the country of Austria, I, I saw nothing else on the radar in my life except to mm. serve Jesus and to every day just throw myself at his feet. Mm-hmm. Now, please don't take that, Sam, as being super spiritual. I'm not. I'm not a super spiritual person. Yeah. I, I've prayed for God. You know, Psalm 51, would you believe I read that every day? Really? I read that every day because I'm a, I'm a sinner. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm a transgressor that God mm-hmm. has saved from his sin. Wow. And what comes in there is uh, that God loves a broken and contrite heart. Amen. And mm-hmm. I have deliberately prayed, Sam, that God with me that God would always mm. give me a broken and contrite heart. And, wow. and I think God is helping me up till now, you know, Ebenezer, uh, <laughs> that he's helped me to, to have a soft heart yeah. and not a hard heart and not to get hardened by life or by bad decisions or my own stupid decisions and, and mm-hmm. to let pride come in. Pride is insidious. It's awful. Yeah. It, it separates you. It separates you from uh, God. It separates you from your uh, spouse, if you have a spouse, or from good friends. Yeah. Pride can just do, it, do all these things. And uh, to have that mm-hmm. broken and, and, to, and to maybe in your prayer time, in, in, in my prayer time, I guess that's why I read it every day, is God break my heart. Mm. Show me who I really am. I am a sinner saved by grace. Uh, mm-hmm. I am a least of all the missionaries. Paul said, I'm the least of all of apostles. And that kind of surrender and that kind of uh, abandonment, like you were saying, yeah. and that, that I said, is extremely important in my life. Uh, I couldn't yeah. live, I don't yeah. think I could live if, uh, I couldn't live well, let's put it that way, uh, if, if it wasn't that way. Yeah, I truly appreciate that reminder because I think, I think every missionary it has experienced that sense of abandonment initially, especially like when we're first surrendering to the call and when we're just all out. And then just like Jonathan was talking about, sometimes we get overseas and that, that our, all of a sudden our vision is shrinking, our context is shrinking, and we just feel kind of confined with these borders and that, that obviously are not put there by God. And when we simply allow ourselves to just surrender and open ourselves up to to the awe of who God is and how much greater he is and completely take that time, it, it removes those borders and it, it allows God's mm-hmm. presence to, to soften our hearts and, and be there. And I, I know that was a great reminder for me. So I, that's good. I'm looking forward to applying that. When you step out into what we have talked about, the enormous task that God has given us, you, you can do nothing but cling to him. Yeah. Because you realize that there is only one way that you could succeed at this thing that God has given you. Yeah. You mentioned, you know, uh, Sandy and, and the dynamic between you two. Yeah. You know, we, we go through this journey as a family. Um, a lot of times if you're, if you're married, if you have kids, you're going through this journey. Right. But everyone is also going through this separately and individually. And so we have our own process. Yeah. You know, a lot of times as guys, frankly, we get the lion's share of recognition, of acknowledgement in, in this mission call. And when I look at my own family, I see my wife as like, this couldn't happen without her. Like she's, she's so, you can't, you could not remove her from this situation. And so her role is so important. And how did you guys juggle that when sometimes, you know, frankly, us guys, we get, we get the attention of the position, so to speak? Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, I'm very empathetic and sympathetic to uh, families uh, because mm-hmm. uh, I believe there are like riverbanks to our call and there are riverbanks to being an AGWM missionary, right? Now, we try to make those riverbanks as wide as possible to accommodate uh, our families, our singles new uh, new recruits as well as uh, veterans, uh, but there are riverbanks. And so, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you, you can come out, uh, you can come out thinking, you know, 
some people say, you know, what's the most important thing? They would say God. Then what's the next most important thing? They'd say family. Then the next most important thing would be ministry. Or they may say God and ministry and family. You know, everybody's got a little bit of a different take on that. Uh, yeah. So I think to Sandy and I, yeah. the most important thing was God. That that was it. <laughs> Everything fell mm-hmm. uh, under that. It's kind of like Absolutely. the Matthew six thirty three. You know, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and everything else will be added unto you. Mm. So it was. Let's keep God first. Let's keep God first individually. Let's keep God first in our marriage. Let's keep God first in our family. And uh, quite mm-hmm. frankly, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the credit of that goes to my wife, Sandy. And her influence uh, with the children, like you were saying, Jonathan, there's the, the you know, the probably in most cases uh, of married people, the, the heavy, heavy or the, the load of, mm. of assignment or the heaviness of the assignment uh, or the magnitude uh, of the assignment or the position yeah. that you said would go to the male in the marriage. It can be different, and that's awesome if it's that way as well. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, in our case, uh, Sandy came from a very stable home. As I was sharing with you, I didn't really come uh, from a very stable home. And so she carried the lion's part of, of understanding our family. She's a, a professional teacher, graduated with teaching degree, went on, got her master's. Uh, I mean, very clever woman. But she chose, uh, she chose early in our ministry, in like our first and second term, particularly to make sure that our family was stable, that our kids were adjusting. She kept a great eye on them. And uh, right. frankly, within those riverbanks of AGWM, we had to navigate uh, for our kids' education yeah. uh, and ministry. We had to navigate within those banks uh, mm. how much ministry to do, how much for me to be away from the home. because. There was always this pull to be away from the home, to travel, to right. take trips, to right. do ministry. And my colleagues uh, that were great friends and great colleagues mm-hmm. were saying, hey, we got to do this together. And, and you know, you're, you, you've got that tension that goes on. And yeah. So a challenge. It was always a challenge. There was never like put a template down and uh, this is how we do it. It was like, right. how am I going to do it today? Or how am I going to do it this week? Or my son has a basketball mm-hmm. game, and they're asking me to be at this meeting, and uh, or my daughter is going to mm-hmm. be in this play. And so we did our very best, uh, and I did my very best, to, to, to schedule things around uh, as much as I could my children's events, mm-hmm. as much as I could, so that they knew that, yeah, God was first, and then ministry and them were fitting it all in because God's first. Uh, that's the best answer right. I can give you, how we, how we navigated that time in, in our life. Well, I think what you said is so true. We, there is no template. Believe me, we've tried. <laughs> no. we, 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 we have tried to say, okay, this is going to be, you know, e- even I really appreciate the, the, the missionaries out there that have been able to say, this is the day, right, uh, the, right. You know, this is our family day, right, this is our right, Sabbath right. day or whatever. Um, no. To be honest, like we 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 try that, but then it's like somebody else wants to push things yeah. into that that you know that day, and and so you find ultimately that you're kind of like you're just going back and right. forth and saying, okay, well, right. when is it going to be this week? Yeah. You know, what are we going to do this week? You know, and and I think that's real life. I think that's you know I think it's really difficult to maintain, especially in our ever changing environments mm-hmm. and with so many people involved in what we're doing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really, it's really tough, but I think what right. you said, you know, what I heard too is, is, and what we have found is, is just communicating about these things, you know, t- talking about them and, and Melissa and I've had tons of conversations about, you know, I've got, I know I've got all these things going on, but even, um, and Sam and I have, have talked about this right. about affirming them. Like, I want to affirm that I know that you're not in you know, you're not behind the pulpit ministering this Sunday, but let me tell you, every single day this week, yes. you've been doing something that's just as important for our family. And and just affirming that with them has been uh, been a huge, huge help. But I think putting putting God first, putting family uh, second to and, and trying to keep that balance. We, yeah. We're all struggling to just keep balance. Aren't all we? the time. Yeah. And I, one thing I really appreciate, Greg, is just your transparency with that. Because I think it, when asked a question like that, it's easy to be like, oh, yeah. 
this is exactly how we did it, and on this day was this, and then exactly at 6, we had family devotions. By 6.30, kids were slain in the spirit, and then they went to bed, you know? We, we spent the next three hours in prayer, you know? And, uh, and <laughs> every, every day, every day with, with, with family and with life like this, it's messy. It's messy. But when yeah. you, when you, when you like, like you said, when you keep that focus on your Heavenly Father, then those other things, even though it's messy, it doesn't fit into that formula it it comes together uh, as long as you know, he's acknowledged first. So mm-hmm. yeah, you absolutely, Sam. And you know, we get trapped. Uh, we get trapped into taking still pictures of life when yes. life is a video. <laughs> okay, uh, you know, we get yep. this. You know, this ideal family in mind, and it's all working well, and everything's going. You know, and the supper's on the table, and the kids are getting mm-hmm. ready for bed, and everybody's smiling, and a Guess what? You know, <laughs> dirty diapers got to be changed. Wash has to be done. You know, beds have to right. be made, all these kinds of things. And yep. uh, I think it's just a healthy view. And I wish I had this when I was younger. I, I think I got it uh, a little bit more. I think both of us got it because my wife would do children's hours and have children's ministry and, and women, ministry to women and do all that. Same time she's raising these kids and I'm trying to help. And Mm-hmm. And it was just, I think the way you said it, what Jonathan, did you say life was messy? It is messy. And, uh, and you have to be flexible. Uh, yes. I don't think there's anything wrong with being flexible. And I do think that there are, you know, that you do, you do need time off. You need to take that little Sabbath, uh, you know, whatever that is. But I mm-hmm. think there are also, mm-hmm. I think there are also seasons where we just know it's going to be busy. Yeah. And so you say, okay. There's two or three weeks, it's going to be like crazy, but then let's take a couple of days off and make sure that we recoup. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's how it's been for us. So as we're sort of looking towards, you know, wrapping this up. Already? You mean to tell me that you want to wrap this up? (laughs) Boy. Hey, listen. Hey, we listen. We going. see you're wearing your suit jacket. We're we're in hoodies and t-shirts. We we see importance all over you. We know there's probably a room, a potential. There's a line of people out the door that have problems that need solving, and you're the man no, to solve no, them. So uh, we, we delegate that. <laughs> well done. Well oh, yeah. done. The art of delegation. Amen. Let, that's that's our episode two with Greg. Yeah, this yeah. is the art of delegation. Secrets, secrets. We, we got to tap into the pipeline. We got to tap into the yep. pipeline. We need some of those interns. Um, there you yeah. go. Uh, you know, I think I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about this because I know this has been on your heart, just coming from yep. your newsletters uh, the the past uh, few times, and this is some of the foundation of a, of legendary has been accountability. Absolutely. Good. It's good. And we, we've seen guys fall into traps of the enemy mm-hmm. on the mission field due to the overwhelming amount of stress. I think the amount of anonymity that we yeah. gain by being on the mission field. Mm-hmm. And so these are, these are uh, tools or weapons of the enemy that he wields against us. and and um, and so we've seen some, we've seen really amazing guys with a lot of potential to do incredible things for the kingdom fall victim to these traps. Um, one of the ones we, that you've been talking about is, is pornography and, and we haven't directly, we've talked about accountability on the podcast, but we haven't mentioned right. and talked about that directly, but it's obvious that, that that's on your heart and, what do you feel like God is saying to us? Because I, I hear a challenge coming from from you in this, and yeah. how yeah. can we challenge our guys in this area? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, you know, uh, just when you look at statistics of the uh, pastoral community in the United States and the number of people that would be involved in in pornography, and let's face it, who hasn't seen it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Who hasn't seen it? I mean, I lived in Vienna, Austria. I, the billboards were pornographic. Mm-hmm. Sure. And the temptation, like you said, the stress, maybe being on the road alone, you know, just having a bad day or having a good right. day even. Right. And, and yeah. television in the room with the movie channels or, mm-hmm. or you know, you, you, you have a, a phone that isn't, that isn't blocked, that doesn't block these things or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Or, I mean, 
guys, I mean, hello, we're smart enough to get around all those things. Right. You can oh, have yeah. an accountability partner and lie through your teeth to that person. Yep. Now, when you see my teeth, it's easier to lie through. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's why I have a radio piece. That's what I'm telling you. Um, but, I mean, you can, if you want to get around it. Yeah. I mean, if that's your heart. Right. You're going to get around it. Right. 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 But if your heart is, I need help, and I don't want to be entrapped by this, mm-hmm. uh, that I, I, I have to take certain steps to do that. I mean, yeah. we, can't, we can't outline every step. Mm-hmm. The covenant right. eyes was a suggestion. The accountability partner is a suggestion. Uh, right. uh, being open with your wife. You know, the secret sauce of the enemy of trapping you is that you are isolated. Yep. Yes. And that you feel isolated, that you can't be honest, that you can't talk to your wife, or if you're a single person, that you can't talk to that accountability partner mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and if he can keep pouring that sauce into you, he will trap you and you will, you, 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 it's like a bear trap that closes around your leg. It's yeah. just not going to come right. off unless somebody else helps you. Right. And yes. what, we're, what we're trying to say is there are people that want to help, mm-hmm. but you got to want help. You know, yeah. yeah, and and like I was trying to communicate too, there are different stages in this progressing, a progressive form of being addicted, right? Mm-hmm. And and it starts so simply, and it can get uh, through four or five steps so quickly uh, to yeah. where you you're really trapped. Yep. And and my hope is just by raising the subject that conversations like this would take place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether in podcasts or like you two yeah. guys talking to one another or. Uh, guys on the field, uh, in the same field, just saying, hey, how are we doing? Uh, what's the challenges? Yeah. Just yeah. just yeah. getting it out in the open. Yeah, shine light on it. Yeah, yeah. shine a light on it. That's good. Absolutely. And I, and I just want to be point blank with this question, Greg. You know, what, if, what, about, what would you say to someone who's listening right now and may have kind of glazed over the newsletter, may have glazed over the things that come in, but right now they're listening and they feel convicted that, you know what, I don't want this in my life. I want to get it out. What action do they need to take right now? Number one, if you're married, talk to your wife. Mm. I'm serious about that. Yeah. Get it out in the open in the most intimate of relationships that you have. Mm-hmm. If you're not married, talk to that, uh, that person. There's a person you trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get it out and just get it out. Uh, yeah. Secondly, okay, where are you in that stage? Do you need an yeah. intervention? Can you right. just put blocks up? That's where another person can speak into your life, okay? Yeah. Someone that is outside of you. And you know yeah. what? Uh, guys that are listening and you're, you're, you're having a hard time, uh, your wife's going to be angry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Your yeah. wife's not going to be happy. There's going to be tears. There's going to be accusations. And those, most of those things are true. Yeah. That's the problem, right? Right, right. right. And that's what, that's what holds us in, the fear of mm-hmm. a broken relationship or the fear mm-hmm. of disappointment and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But I just want to say that that you can be released from those things yes. if, if you yes. have the courage, the courage yes. to do it. Yeah. And yes. Uh, yes. so if you're in that very first, like first or second stage, mm-hmm. there's yeah. really a lot of help for you and hope yes. for you from yes. your spouse, from a trusted friend from a, a, a pastor, however that works for you. If you're in some stages beyond that, you may need intervention. Yeah. And you're saying, well, what will that do to my missionary career? Well, I'm telling you, we try to keep the riverbanks as wide as we can to help you. Mm-hmm. Right. But mm-hmm. there, you know, the, frankly, there comes a point when uh, if you cross the line in adultery, if you cross the line in, sure. in, in these things, that action has to be taken because of credentialing right. issues. Right. Sure. But I want you sure. to know that our whole committee and, and our PMC, people like Butch Fry and Rick Johnson and, and people that are being trained in your region and regions around the world to be a part of just a, a caring community, that yeah. we want to help. And yeah. we, if, we, if we can help in a very closed environment, that's what we want to do. And, yeah. and, and I would encourage people come out from underneath your fear and that crushing thing that the enemy wants to hold on you and, and to say that it, it can't be done or you can't be helped or those yeah. kinds of things. 
have the courage to stand up with those closest to you and go from there. Yeah, guys, I hope you're listening uh, to this, and I hope you feel that and and know that this is a lifeline. This is an opportunity. And even if you think, you know what, it's just little stuff. I'm just it. It's not that big of a deal, and I only do it every once in a while. Guys, step out, get help, get beyond it, have that courage, and let's move on. Your family's at stake, your ministry's at stake, and God has something better for your life. So that's a good word, Sam. That's a good word, Sam. Even the little things. You yeah. think you can yeah. handle it, you can't handle it. No. Right. Because no. we rationalize that. And Greg, I, I appreciate your Jonathan and I, when we read those 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 letters that came, those newsletters, we were we were just appreciating your stance on that and encouraged and strengthened in uh in in being bold on this issue. So Yeah. The stakes are so high here. We've got to connect with each other. We've got to talk to our spouse. We've got to remain uh, to to gain strength from numbers, to gain strength from each other, and to not and to fight that isolation. And going back to what That's you good. said, Greg, you know, isolation. The enemy wants us to feel isolated, and it compounds on top of the isolation that we feel naturally, just because we're in a right. a new culture, a new country, and sure, and all right. of those things. So it's like it's just compounding on top of each other, and it makes us feel alone. And the most important thing is for us to understand we're not alone. That's not the case. We don't have to be alone. In fact, we can tackle this huge task together as men of God. We can stay connected. And yes, if it's in your heart to get around the obstacles, to get around the filters and all of that, yes, absolutely. If you're determined to do it, you're going to do it. But that doesn't mean that's not an excuse for you to remove those obstacles and not have them in place. And the That's wisdom right. of putting obstacles in our path to fight against temptation and to guard ourselves. And, and as guys, we have to guard ourselves. We're on the front lines of fighting darkness here. Yeah. Greg, we, yeah, we so appreciate your heart. And, um, and it really resonates with uh, our heart for starting Legendary. Well, I yeah. think what it's, what's important, uh, quick word, just closing word on that subject and whatever you guys want to do. But, you know, I think that the word is not only for MAs that are coming out and new appointed people and then their 20s and 30s. I'm telling you, uh, uh, in the 60s, okay, it doesn't change, guys. Yeah. Okay? The temptations don't change. The feelings don't change. And uh, somebody said, just because there's snow on the roof doesn't mean there's not fire in the furnace, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I don't know what so, that means. Can you unpack that for us, Greg? <laughs> well, in my case, the snow melted. <laughs> and the snow melted. Because <laughs> the white hair is gone. But, uh, but uh, you know, it's even like Billy Graham said, yeah. he was in his 80s, and he said, you know what, just because I'm 80 years old doesn't mean I'm not tempted. Right. So yeah. it, it's a lifelong battle. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it out there. It is. And I appreciate that reminder and that encouragement. And guys, we are stronger together. That's part of what Legendary is all about. It's We're good. stronger together. It's good. And we can, we, can, we can approach these challenges with strength and encourage each other. Now, Greg, I've got a question here. As we're just closing out our time here, but this is a question that I think is very important. What does okay. Greg Mundus do for fun? <laughs> well, Greg Mundus, uh, what you he can does tell us, for Greg, fun. if you're like a clo- if you're a closet video gamer, you've got an Atari you've at got the a house. Super, you super it weird out. hobby, like, oh. like what? <laughs> yeah. He collects Russian <laughs> nesting dolls. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> no, that would flag him on the personality test. He would never qualify as a yeah, missionary. Okay. They would, yeah. yeah, they, yeah. I mean, I barely got into missions anyhow. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I do. I enjoy. I, I enjoy golf. Okay, I ah. do. Um, of course, that's you know when you live where I live or travel like I travel. That is that can be very sporadic and mm-hmm. seasonal. I have eight grandchildren. My uh, grandson uh, on my son's side plays basketball. He's in a league in San Diego, California, and they had a tournament up in Portland, Oregon, and they were playing against this team, and they were down by two points. The buzzer was going off. He's standing behind the three-point line and hits an open three. Bam! 
Win the game, walk off, <laughs> open three. I mean, I mean that is enjoyable for me. Uh, oh man, uh, for sure. Or or seeing my granddaughter who is uh, 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 in the Middle East with mom and dad, mm-hmm. and she's an incredible artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, seeing her express herself in art in in a, a different culture and society and language, a national school that she goes to, one of the top kids in her class that. You know, that brings a whole lot of joy That's and awesome. diversion in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sandy and I just love to take some drives and look at houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. I love, I, I tell you what, I'm a car freak. You know, I lived in Austria, so I love German cars. Oh. I love Italian cars. Okay, I wait, love wait, cars. Greg, we got, we got, we got to pause on this just for a second. I know we're limited on time. Okay, but if money, if money was no object and we could have a car oh, right yeah. now, what would it be? Yeah. What would right it be? now. Yes. Well, if I could fit into it, I'd take an Audi R8. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh, I love no that. No complaints here. Ooh, no yeah. com- and that is that but is that the, is pure pure German, pure German, right? Yeah. There. But if <laughs> I uh, if I would have, you know, what's a, a fun new one out is that Jaguar F Pace, that mm-hmm. SUV. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Ooh, yeah, that yeah. looks really nice. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I think. I think. So you uh, can send your donations to uh, account number. <laughs> that's right. No, we're gonna make an hey. F Pace project. F Pace project. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. Now they just, you know, I'll tell you what. They've taken away my personal account like that, so it's not gonna do any good. It'll go right <laughs> oh, into shoot. my work account. Oh man! Yeah, wow. Oh, you really. Man. That was a. Well, we can make <laughs> that it. Was a mistake. Hey, we can make a case for work with this, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Greg, this is this has been a lot of fun. Uh, we've had. Uh, I, I feel like our guys are going to feel more connected with you after this, uh, but also they've heard your heart. We guys, we've had some great reminders today of how to keep ourselves sensitive towards the Holy Spirit, but also just to keep that sense of awe in our lives. And I think once we keep that focus, we keep that obedience, we keep that center, these challenges, these other challenges that we're talking about are going to start to minimize. And we're going to start to find it's that good. we good are word. stronger. We are stronger when those roadblocks that we've put in place that we're attention about, we're more honest and we're able to push past those things. So Definitely. this is about overcoming. This is about victory. This is about moving ahead. And Greg, this has been an absolutely pleasure for both of us today. We appreciate your time. Uh, and we look forward to doing this again with you in the future, if you're if you're willing. That'd for be it. fun. Absolutely, it's great to be with you guys. I, I I love our missionary family. I just love them to death, and to be able to even just do this is a lot of fun for me. Awesome, awesome. Greg. Well, Greg, we appreciate your leadership, and guys, yes, thank you again for listening. And uh, as always, be legendary. Yeah.